I'm ready to react. Clint, I have a modest and well thought out and reasonable reaction planned to this. You, you're missing the point of this episode then, Daniel. This is overreaction. Oh, okay. I'll pivot to my other reaction then, which I think will be a more appropriate. We're talking about the UT Martin Georgia game, and um, we have a lot of feelings today on the Lockdown Bulldogs podcast. You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, he is Daniel. I am Clint. And, and they are um, FanDuel. Thanks to FanDuel. We love you, FanDuel. this uh, show. We love FanDuel more on them in a bit. Uh, what do you want to talk about in the meantime, Clint? I want to talk about in the meantime, between now and when all of the 199 disown us and all of the fans. 199, flee, you would never do that. Actually, you the 199, if you're loyal third segment listeners, hang on to the loyal third segment. We have more spitfire coming for you, but we're talking about UT Martin. And, and here are the three segments. Are you ready? Overreaction, no. more overreaction, and yet more overreaction in which dragon slaying fire comes out of Daniel and I because we looked atrocious today. Dog fans, don't, don't do this. Don't do silver lining. And don't pretty us up. Okay. Don't tell us to calm down, first of all, in the comments. You, who just typed it in the comments. Don't tell us to calm down. You calm down. We're not out of line. You're out of line. You understand? Okay. All right. Here's um, it, In the first half, Clint, <clears throat> Carson Beck looked like he did not belong on a football field. Carson Beck's post-game interview... The energy from that seemed to be the energy that he wanted to play with the entire game. That's what it looked like. It looked like to me, Carson Beck was just like, yeah, you know, we uh, got a defense. Really like having them on my side. It was good playing football we, uh, out there. We got a bunch of good guys. Carson us, Beck interviews really good. Carson Beck interviews the way that Jamon Dumas Johnson chases down a wide receiver running towards the sideline. So uninterested. And by that I mean slow and uninterested. Yeah. Like that's the way yeah. that he does that. Okay. okay. Well, overreaction, Carson Beck is a pedestrian quarterback. <laughs> it's he looks There's, pedestrian in the first half. I will say that. He, now, thank you. Well, you tempered your overreaction. I It's not I all his like fault. It. It's not all his fault, Clint. Thank you. Because okay. he, while he did miss several wide open receivers, including some in the end zone, he also was not helped at all by said wide receivers. Had a couple of drops, particularly of drops. Arian Smith, who really still wants a pass interference call. But guess what, Arian Smith? Why don't you just be physical and catch the ball? If you catch the ball and you come down with it, guess what they can't do? Even if they interfered you in the passing route. We'll just decline it. Take the catch. It'll be good. There you go. He also wasn't helped out by the running backs, which Dejan Edwards did not play in this game. And let's not make any bones about it. Dejan Edwards is the best running back who is, who is going to play for Georgia this season. 
That Dejan is, Edwards is head and shoulders above everybody else. Kendall it, Milton. It showed. Andrew tonight. Paul and Roderick. Okay, look. Have zero wiggle to any of their game. It did not. They, none of them looked loose tonight. None of them looked like they were running freely. None of them looked like they wanted to help themselves whatsoever. But it. But they weren't helped either, Clint. I'm gonna keep going. Okay, so this is this is like a bear. So you talk to one other person, and that one other person talks to, and, and it's a it's eventually. A whole I'm gonna scene. get to every. You're gonna see. I'm gonna get to every person on the offense not named Brock Bowers. <laughs> They were the running backs weren't helped by what I was told. I was told self-proclaimed and crowned by other media people was the best offensive line in America. I was told that on this podcast by myself. I by you. I told you the media people were me, Daniel. I told you that we we are him. We are the <laughs> the problem. We we are we are this offensive line was getting bullied. By Tennessee Martin, Clint. Yeah, it, Tennessee offensive... Martin. Xavier Trust was getting thrown into the backfield. Three years ago, Xavier Trust comes in and plays left guard in the second half of a bowl game, gets some run, and I feared for the life of everybody who he was intended on blocking and protecting for because nothing was closer to describing what he was doing other than neglecting his duty. How could a person so and large be he was back so again. much? How I mean, how? How? How does he get thrown around? I I just He's a giant anything. human. Yes. Muse That's... fell forward more times Correct. than trusted. Cash Jones fell forward more more times than he took more forward steps in this game than Xavier Trust. It the offensive line, particularly in the first half. The third quarter, they cleaned some things up. We'll talk about the second half. They did. We are overreacting here. We acknowledge this. It's the first segment. Read the name of the episode. It just We're trying to be very clear. If you're on YouTube, you can see me pointing at it. If you're on the audio side, you can hear us saying it. Also, if you're on YouTube, go to the audio. Audio, go to YouTube and get both. Thanks. Um, it's an overreaction show, but you know you felt all these feelings too. We're just articulating the feelings that you felt while okay. you were watching this game. Okay. Can so I in, finish in though summation. on the offense? I, I just want to quickly, I want to summarize what we've talked about thus far and then you may continue. Yeah, right. Get, catch um, the people up. Okay. Carson Beck is trash. Offensive line does not know its main function in the world. Yes. We only have one healthy and talent. Sorry. We have no, one he's talented. Not healthy. He's not healthy yet. We have one talented running back on the roster. Wide receivers are questionable at best. Wide receivers cannot hold on to balls. Okay. Now that that's the summation. Now, now finish Daniel with number five, Mike Bobo. And I'll just stop. I'll just stop. <laughs> If you don't know what a bucket is and the bottle, we have a bottle for celebration. We have a bucket to receive for for right things now. for right now, for this when moment. When I talk about Mike Bobo, we, have we say the words Mike Bobo and it doesn't endear you to him. It doesn't make you say, man, what a great game he called. We say the, we say the words Mike Bobo and what you do is you ball your fist. Just a gag reflex. It's an instant. Now he went down. With Go ahead. 30 seconds left in the half. If you're going to be mad before he finishes, because I want Clint to paint this full picture for you, but I want to set up for you what's appropriate here. A lot of people on Twitter 
getting big with their, you know, getting big with their thumbs, telling us about how same old Mike Bobo, blah blah blah, same same old Mike Bobo's always sucked. Mike Bobo still sucks. My Bo Mike Bobo, Mike Bobo, Mike, whatever. This is the era we live in. It's going to be forever. If you're going to be mad at Mike Bobo, don't be mad at him for anything else in this game except this thing that Clint's about to say. This is the most heinous, unforgivable thing he did in this game. 30 seconds left in the half, no timeouts left. Call the play, get us down within goal line pass striking. Play. pass play. Great pass First play. And goal. I was very excited about this pass. It made me feel... We were sitting back there on the 40-yard line, and we were thinking we're going to kick a 50-yarder as time expires, and all of a sudden, big pass play, we're down inside the 10. We run up to the line. First and goal. Mm -hmm. from up. the five from the six and Hurry we up. call inside delayed handoff slow moving where we've got no push from the offensive line no push from running backs not falling forward time is expiring going down first Did and we goal, call a timeout after that Clint? we couldn't daniel oh why why we were out of them so we had to clock it. So now we're did down. Did Mike Bobo two. not know we didn't have any timeouts when he made that play call? Or was he and did he have access to that information? He had all the information that you and I had. We knew there were no timeouts and when the ball was handed off, I screamed out loud because I knew that we were going to take half the clock off and now we're going to be in third down where we have to get a touchdown and if we don't have we only have one shot to do it and we have very limited time, we're going to kick a field goal. I knew all of that was going to happen from the moment that Carson Beck put the ball down to be received by the running back. I knew it all from the moment the guy got tackled inside the 10 all the flashbacks started coming back of mike bobo this is his move this is the move everybody wants to talk about third and 20 he runs the draw okay sure, whatever whatever third and 20 guess what we're not going to convert it anyway so who really cares what he runs i get First it it's frustrating from the six but this is the move. When you hurry up under Mike Bobo, just write, make a chart, Georgia fans, this year of how many times this happens. I'd, when, I'd pass on the chart. When you hurry up to the line of scrimmage, Mike Bobo is going to call an inside run. That's what he's going to do. That's what he does. Because you know why, Clint? The defensive line's tired. He's going to catch him napping. Or we're just going to run into the back of our offensive lineman with Cash Jones. That's Cash not, Jones. That's not disparaging Cash Jones because he played admirably in this game for his role. For his role, he played he admirably. He tried hard. That's that's his that's role. more than I can say for a lot of people. We'll get to that in segment two. Mike Bobo was a disaster in that moment. Which is wasn't the, as big of a disaster as the offensive line in no, this game. He was hamstrung by the offensive line. But Mike Bobo cannot make that call in any circumstance and if you're saying well maybe carson beck made the call on the fly then in that case that is mike bobo's fault because he didn't instruct carson beck enough to say you never make that call it all comes down to mike bobo however you slice it i don't care it's mike bobo on that one and it's inexcusable that can't work against the likes of kentucky the likes of south carolina it cannot work in the sec it you will say, not work come playoff time you say mike Bobo playoffs playoffs we're just trying to win a game. You it. say Mike Bobo can't make that call, Clint. What if I say Mike Bobo can't not make that call? It's literally and that's the who case, he is. Mike Bobo and I are going to start a relationship that one of us is not going to like. We have a lot more to discuss on the podcast, uh, and we'll get to it right after these. First, 
It is time, Clint, for the Game Changer of the Week, brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. Because much like Makai Muse, Athletic Brewing Company has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beer that actually tastes good. Makai Muse makes football player who actually gains yards and scores touchdowns, catches ball, runs forward, is exciting, electric, looks like he wants to be there. Makai Muse, a complete and total game changer for this team and non and in the non-alcoholic brew world um uh, athletic brewing company is exactly that they make non-alcoholic beer that actually tastes good it is full of flavor it is well crafted just like full strength alcoholic beverages their brews are great tasting and award winning they beat out clint full strength beers in global competitions that means there are drinks with alcohol and drink and these non-alcoholic brews going head to head and they and they won do you understand what i'm trying to tell you athletic brewing company uh try some for yourself um uh you can find athletic brewing company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or you can buy them online at athleticbrewing.com first customers can use code locked on to get 15% off your first order, that's code locked on at checkout, L O C K E D O N, at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer, exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. Uh, the overreaction continues. Let's let's. I had a hemorrhage during the break, and so I'm trying to regain focus in my right. So eye. again, in summation, uh, Mike Bobo will make you hate football. Carson Beck can't throw. Cheers. Offensive line can't block. Running backs can't wiggle, and we are back to Jimmy C days without Todd Munkin. Okay, great. Let's, Glad we all understand this. We're not going to get. We're not going to save positives for the 199. Let's, no, 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 no. Let's turn here and let's address the 199 some, are not positive people. Dan. They're not. They're they're <laughs> they, there are people. <laughs> so how could they be positive how could they people? Be? You understand? I do. Um, let's turn here and let's talk about some of the more positive takeaways from this game. Okay. Okay. Let's start with the most positive. The most positive football player in the NCAA. The, Correct. The best pass catcher yep. of any kind, of any sort, of any ilk in all of college football. Um, Brock Bowers is the offense. Yep. He was. And he will today. continue to be the offense. And everyone will know that. And no one will ever be able to stop him. Correct. That's this. We were running the most basic little nothing play. I said this to you. I said this to a number of people. I'm going to keep repeating it because it's just flabbergasting to me. It is the most, one of the most basic, I mean, talking like Madden esque plays. Yeah. Play action left with a little waggle of the quarterback and the Y comes out of the backfield, slips behind the offensive line, goes to the flat, you dump it off and you let him run. 
It's mm-hmm. so basic. It's you so got simple. offensive linemen out in space, and um, you got Brock Bowers just breaking tackle after tackle after tackle. He's going to have tackle. more broken tackles than any other statistic. I watched a man try to end Brock Bowers' career by taking out his knees out of bounds after four other players attempted to do the same thing and were unsuccessful. Correct. Still be unsuccessful after yeah. the play was over and Brock yeah. Bowers was no longer engaged in football activities still not be brought down by the way in that exact second when that moment that you're describing happened i ceased to live in that that fraction of a moment it all ended for me there were there were a number of nanoseconds in which i spent an eternity in the multiverse i lived 10 lives that is watching that game i felt like i lived 100 lives how long was that game Claude? did it last six and a half hours because that's how long it felt forever Daniel. Um, Brock um, Bowers is him. He's the best weapon. He is a top five pick. He is, should be the number one non-quarterback taken in next year's draft. Absolutely. Can we now talk about um, we've been really negative on the offense, but can we now talk about um, CJ Smith for a second? Because I thought CJ Smith was fantastic in this game. Really showed me Smith. something. CJ Smith was a burner. Yep. Was a play speed. was a was a run after the catch guy. He's got moves. Absolutely. Contested catch guy. Mhm. Mhm. Was a route runner and somebody who took hits, Daniel, in oh. this game. That's right. Also a willing blocker on the perimeter from what I saw. And the last thing I was going to say because it's so important because this is how CJ gets more playing time. Muse is going to get playing time because he breaks off runs and he's he's a he's a a work hard guy. He's a gym rat guy and that's not a downplay. That's his role again just like Ash. And he's very fast. And he's I was just, just... going to say he works hard at being fast. That's his thing. That's his thing. Okay, he's going that's to play a pretty time. good thing. If CJ wants some more run on the offense, he's going to have to block on the perimeter and Kirby's going to say, "Yes, you get more playing time because you're blocking on the perimeter." Whenever whenever Dejon Edwards comes back and bounces from outside the tackles when it's not there mm-hmm. running Cause, backs. Cause it's not bounce. there right now. Okay. Uh, CJ is going to get more playing time and more run because he's blocking on the perimeter. He did a fantastic job of this entire game. He absolutely did. Um, let's shift to the defensive side of the ball now. <laughs> okay. Now let's, um, I need, I might need to take this off. The now hoodie needs to loosen up. Okay. Now we're starting to loosen up. Where should we start on defense? Where do you want to go no. first? One name, mm-hmm. Malachi Starks is him. He, he is him. The defense, Period. which we thought was going to go through JDJ, and this this is a positive segment. So I'm not going to talk about JDJ other than just to say he played on the field. Still, still really teetering on the edge of positive. He was on point. the field. Let's get back to Malachi Starks and how he basically made every tackle in the first quarter. He was the defense. The defense runs through Malachi Starks. Like incredible. Every- I don't think the guy would have caught it anyway, but the no. leaping one handed deflection that he made, all the flashbacks from the Oregon game, obviously his very first collegiate game when he when he made that play. Um if it had been a better thrown ball, he would have come down with the interception in the exact same way. He he got he got up there in run support, Clint, 
That's not something we've necessarily seen a ton from him, but I thought the physicality of Malachi Starks was an evolution to his game that I love yes. seeing in this game. Yes. It was. It reminded me of LeCount. LeCount had no problems filling an alley. Now, back in pass coverage and making the tackle, those are questionable. But he had the willingness to go down there. I think Malachi Starks has the willingness now to drop down every single time into the box and into the alley and shut it down, which he did to a beautiful degree. Um, let's go to the defensive line, Daniel. Who showed out to you on the defensive line? Well... Two things stood out to me on the defensive line when I think about this game. Um, the first, the second I might say for the for the one ninety nine. The first is the is the freshman Jordan Hall. I thought Jordan Hall. Golly, how many snaps did he play in this game, Clint? He I saw played. him. I thought he was going to be a specialist. In all honesty, yeah, he was. He was not a specialist. He was and there on a majority of downs. There's plenty we could say about this game. And a lot of people in the comments, I'm sure, again, it's an overreaction podcast. We're going to have more reasonable takes as we move forward in the week. To be fair, Georgia played second and third stringers for the for two-thirds of this game. Right? Yes. Especially yes. on defense. Second and third stringers galore. For a, I mean, tons of snaps for young guys. And so you might be thinking to yourself, well, Jordan Hall, true freshman, Defensive tackle, five-star kid. Of course, he got a lot of playing time in this game. It's Tennessee Martin. But that's not – Jordan Hall played first-half snaps. He got – he was in there with the once. He, he was on there with there Zion. Zion Lowe was on the field, and he was with him. Early and often, we saw him in. Now, he wasn't a starter, obviously. But he was – he was a guy that was in that rotation early on, and it looks like – is as he develops is going to be continue to be counted on more and more in this offense. I think I think he's just got he's got that kind of I know he's wearing 44, right? He's a little bit bigger than makes you, makes you think. Certainly bigger than Trayvon. But when he puts that 44 on and you see him run to the sidelines. Yes. The thing about Trayvon was when he would run, same with Jalen Carter. When when they would run, you would it it just wouldn't make sense to you. You would look at it and your brain wouldn't be able to compute what you were looking at because the thing was too big to that's be right. moving that fast. That's that's what Jordan Hall those are the vibes that he gives you. He chased a lot of plays down to the sidelines. He was stout in the run game. He moved the he pressed the pocket backwards in pass rush pass rush situations. I thought he was a real bright spot along the defensive front and a guy that I am really excited about moving forward in this season. Uh, another name, we're going to go to the 199 in the third segment and talk about more names that we saw. Um, but Christian Miller showed yeah. me some feels in this game. There were some young guys in the hockey line that was the third down. Christian Miller is another guy with that. We're going to come back after these and give you something just for the 199 right after these. Look, well, first let's talk about first let's talk about uh, FanDuel. Should we do that? Well, we need to talk about FanDuel. We said at the beginning of the episode that this episode was brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel.com slash locked on is a place to go to get locks in. Daniel and I do a show every single Thursday where we talk about locks. And mm -hmm. locks are the thing to which we know is gonna happen. Like in Ohio State Ohio and State, Indiana, Indiana under. under. 
cash locked up locked like up. like tennessee first half minus 16 and a half locked cash. up cash we give you those and the place that you can go for the best and official sports book of locked on bulldogs as well as locked on podcast is in fact FanDuel. they're safe reliable they have all these unders every single time every single time we give you guys odds throughout the year they're going to be coming from FanDuel. they have incredible parlays they have incredible prop bets they have every single game that you want to bet on right now fanduel.com make every moment more fanduel.com slash locked on and daniel right now they're giving out money just for free money listeners. it's free Look, money you get you put a five dollar bet down you get bonus bet money back Y'all, do you understand how this works? You put $5 in the bet, and they're going to give you hundreds upon hundreds of, of free bet bonus bets. Free money. Right into your account. Just take Promo it. code locked on. Go to fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more. Oh, 199. It feels good. It feels good to have you here. It feels good to be feels good to be back on a Saturday night, Clint. Saturday night. I was just going to say, this is this is our normal rhythm. This is in-season rhythm. Mm-hmm. To be part of the 199, congratulations. You've been donned the 199 by listening to these words right now. You're part of the loyal third segments. Listeners uh, that will continue to be with us and continue to grow the podcast. We do this for fans, by fans, and you are the true fans. Go over to uh, bonfire.com slash store slash the 199 to get merch. Uh, right now, I'm wearing my underneath this this sweatshirt. My I speak fluent Kerbanese shirt on mm. you can get all those bottles and buckets t-shirts right now but daniel we said christian miller we said hall well let's talk about this pass rush package this third down package Clint. i want to get down i want to get down to these four gentlemen we're going to give you four names and these four names should be on your tongue and if you don't know them go find them out go online and research these four because we got to a third and long Third and seven, third and eight, I think it was yep. first quarter. And I, pa- I had to pause. I had to pause the the situation on the screen because I, I started looking at numbers on the defensive line, and I said to myself, "Who? What kind of a combination am I looking at right here? I don't see any nineties. I don't see any ninety sixes. I don't see any ninety nope. eights up there on the lot defensive of, lot of front. single digits. A lot, lot of one in front of another number. It um." It was Xavier Sori at the top. Next to him was the true freshman aforementioned Jordan Hall. Next to him was the best pass rusher on the team, Michael Williams, playing inside over a guard. And next to him with his hand in the ground is the best pass rusher, best third down option. I just said two people with the best pass rusher on the team. I regret nothing. The best pass rusher on the team, Jalen Walker. Uh-huh. So Georgia had, to be clear, they had four inside linebackers in the game at the same time. Uh-huh. Two of them were lined up with their hand in the dirt on the edge, rushing the passer. And they had four absolute game records rushing the passer. When Georgia gets people to third and long, they are going to have lots of options. We didn't see a lot of smile Mondin in this game. We nope. did see him a little bit. I didn't, I didn't think we were going to see him at all, but we did see him a little bit. When Smile Mondin and Pops are normally running are running as they normally will be with the ones, guys like Xavier and Jalen Walker are going to get in on a lot of these pass rush packages because those two guys can flat out get after the quarterback. And when you're able to move Michael Williams inside, it's just like 
I don't know where we yep. talk about Trayvon Walker so much on this podcast, but it's just like a guy like Trayvon Walker. You move him inside, and it's just not fair. Number one, the guy he's lined up in front of is not equipped to handle a guy with his technique. Does not know how to pass pro set against somebody like that. Nor his raw speed and athleticism. Number two, Jalen Walker has to but crash inside from that edge, and you run a little stunt with Michael Williams coming around the— that ain't no defensive tackle coming around the corner on a stunt, Clint. No. That's that's freak animal speed coming around the edge. George is going to yep. end some seasons on third and long this year. Um, if, you, if that package right there doesn't give you all of the feelings as a Georgia fan. This defense had its moments tonight. They were not perfect. No. But they're going to be very, very, very good. That Jalen and Michael combo is going to mess with people's brains. What? What are you supposed to do with that? That's I don't know. Not a, that's I don't not know. A, no, you better. But bring only a tight if one end of those and a running back and an extra offensive lineman. I was just and and sorry on the other side. And during those stunts, let's say somebody gets cute and wants to do a screen, or somebody gets cute and wants to do a draw, or something like that. Um, it's almost like those guys are accustomed to running down running backs as inside linebackers on rundowns. So yeah. it's almost like that that's their real position. And they're just here for funsies. Like this is just a this is just a thing they do on the side, like driving Uber. Um just... <laughs> hey, easy easy. I know this is overreaction, but there's no reason to go bullet straight on everything, Daniel. Let's not let's not discredit the Uber drivers out there. Okay. I'm just they're good saying. people. It's a side hustle. It's a, you make a little cash. No shame in it. Um, this is mine. This is what I do. This is what I do on the side. I talk, I talk to the 199 about football. It's fine. No um, shame in it. Georgia gave me lots of very not good feelings today. I was very frustrated at Mike Bobo and Carson Beck on the offensive line. And it's going to take, you're going to have to earn my trust again. Okay. What? Yeah. Okay. You hurt I, me. I want to let you finish, but, but let me, let me paint, let me paint it for you a different way as we as we say goodbye. As we as see, we many of you misunderstand this. Many of you don't understand what Daniel and I do on this podcast. This is our way instead of therapy it's not for you. It's not for you. <laughs> you understand? It's not okay. We can't. We ha- it takes us thirty minutes to get around to a place where we can record Monday's show. Like that's that's right. That's, that's right. When we hit record on Saturday night, most nights. This is the last episode of the podcast we're ever going to record. It takes we're us done. 30 minutes to get to the point where, all right, I think I, I think I could do one Monday. All right, so Daniel, paint us a different picture. What if? What if? Georgia made you feel all kinds of feelings. They did. But, but isn't, that what, isn't that what they're supposed to do, Clint? Isn't that, isn't that being a fan, all those feelings? We won a game forty-eight to seven today. We we crushed our opponent. We gave up a garbage time touchdown, a meaningless garbage time touchdown against a true freshman corner that will not play any meaningful snaps this season. No. It, we won forty-eight to seven. We absolutely decimated our opponent. Carson Beck stat line does not look bad at all. Both backups that we didn't talk about on purpose 
Both backups came into the game and looked absolutely fantastic. The defense played lights out. Kirby Smart still the head coach. All of these things are happening. And neither of us were happy with this game. We were both furious with this game. But, I mean, isn't that how you felt watching Kent State last year? Isn't that how you felt watching Missouri last year? Isn't that how you felt at various times even in dominant wins last year like this one this is just what football does to you this is being a fan yes there's no georgia showed us nothing today to tell us that they are not the team that we thought they were because they couldn't have shown us anything today to tell us that they are the team that we thought they were there's nothing that they could have done in this game to earn our absolute unbridled enthusiasm and therefore there's nothing really that they did in this game to discredit your optimism so if you're a fan in the comments telling us to calm down i take it back i'll calm down oh he did it you're you're right i'm wrong maybe georgia will straighten things up get things together and win back-to-back-to-back national championships but I'm still allowed to be really frustrated at this game because it sucked. Uh, I can love you and be disappointed in you all at that's, the same time. That's basically the nature of our relationship. But you've just described it. <laughs> this is what we call friendship. <laughs> uh, this has been Locked On Bulldogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Come back Monday and every day henceforth as Daniel and I will be breaking down the Bulldogs all season long with previews, locks, the whole manner of it. We talk about Ball State next week and ways that we can improve with news and all the like. We will see you guys then. See ya.